This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 26th of September. As ever, I was joined by Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, and he took all your questions. And this week we had a lot because our hot topic was that new obligation to register all co-occupants in rented or owned properties. He had all the details and clarified exactly what the rules are. Plus, we discussed how off-plan property sales are surging in Dubai. That was with Zan Johinki. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Property Monitor. He also told us how to pick the right development. And Mahaned talked us through how to estimate the price of a property, whether you're a buyer or a seller. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Welcome to Mahanad Alwadir. Hello there, sir. Good morning, Georgia. How are you doing? I'm very well indeed. Thank you. Yeah, do you have a good weekend? Uh, yes, very busy. We're still shooting. You're uh, still shooting? Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be done by mid-October. What do we reckon? It's an exciting season, I have to say. This is season six of Myanmar on Dubai Can't TV. Can't believe it. And we are getting a lot of uh, applicants wanting to appear on the show, which is a great sign that Dubai is continuing to attract a lot of people to come and settle here or invest here. And I'm enjoying it. It's fun helping people, you know, settle down in this beautiful city. Do you <laughs> only do famous people or could you, do you just get normal people from outside as well? No, we have uh, all kinds of uh, people from different uh, backgrounds, from uh, uh, someone to rent, someone to invest in residential, uh, commercial, uh, someone to build, buy plots and build. So every episode has a different story. Uh, but it's always fun to have celebrities uh, over because, uh, you know, the episodes get more viewership. And yeah. plus, a lot of people are curious to know how celebrities think when it comes to Me buying too. and investing. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to host see that. You once. I'm definitely not a celebrity yet. Thank yeah, you, you are Maybe next season. We'll exactly, <laughs> next season. Give me, give me time. Give me, uh, give me time to sort of think of a way to raise my profile. Sure. I'll figure it out. Now, you are here to keep us company for the next hour. Um, we are going to put you to work, answering sure. lots of questions. And loads have come in already because obviously over the weekend, and this is one of our big topics that we're going to talk about this hour, uh, over the weekend there was an announcement that all unrelated flatmates and unmarried couples must register. So all co-occupants, wherever you're staying in Dubai, whether it's rented or, or, or a bought property, must register under this new rule. I know that everyone has got lots of questions. Loads have come in already. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, hang on a second, I've got a flatmate. That I, do I have to register them? This is the moment to ask. Either text us on 4001 uh, or you can message on WhatsApp for free. 04871 I've been describing Mahanid as the oracle of real estate over the last hour. I'm going to stick with that um, because I like the word. And it makes me imagine you with a sort of wizard's cap. Ah, I and, like uh, it. Next time I'm going to yeah. wear a costume. Just. Yeah, mixing, <laughs> mixing potions. <laughs> with Halloween coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good idea, actually. That uh, You've given me a thought for Halloween. Okay, we'll move on, though. Uh, but we will get to those questions in a minute. But, but first up, can we just sort of o- do a bit of an overview of this story? Sure. Uh, look, I've actually um, uh, got in touch with uh, some of the officials at Dubai Land Department and at the Rand Dispute Centre. And um, uh, the message is very simple. Uh, Dubai, as always, is trying to make sure that everybody is safe and happy. So they want to make sure that everybody who is living in any uh, property um, are registered 
to make sure that they are safe in case of any accidents or any situation. Plus, this gives you more clarity in terms of data of how many people are living in the density, the traffic in certain areas. It's not really targeted only towards single or bachelor people. It's for everybody, you know, even families uh, should actually register how many family members are there, domestic help, even their pets. They should make sure that they register you know, uh, everybody who's occupying any property. And the message is very clear. It's not to scare people off or to, you know, upset anybody. On the contrary, it's a very positive message uh, to make sure everybody is living happily and safely in Dubai. I mean, in many ways, it's uh, cities carry out censuses all the time where they Correct. ask you not just, you know, who's living in the property, but also, you know, what religion they are and, and, your, your, and all sorts of other details. So in some ways, this is just... Uh, this is just to establish who's there and and do you need if they have an emirate do they have to have an emirates id what if they're what if they're just on a passport they haven't got a visa yet um i'm I'm not quite sure about that but they have to register them i mean it's very simple if everybody should who's who's listening should download the rest app dubai rest app uh, which is the official dubai land department app they will find all the you know the fields they have to fill in there but again the message is a positive one Mm -hmm. it's not something that anybody should be worried about or scared from Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that uh, there there used to be quite strict laws as well about men and women living in the same property. Uh, That didn't used to be allowed, I think, but but now it's just not a problem at all. Yeah, which is a federal uh, announcement. Now it's a bit more, uh, you know, flexible because they're just trying to accommodate how the city is evolving. Uh, Dubai has become a global city and I think this is where the um, direction is going. It's not uh, to encourage people to live, you know, uh, uh, in an illegal manner, but it's just to make sure that people are happy and living, you know, in a safe environment where everybody is recognized. Absolutely. Okay, so that's that's the one of the stories and, and lots of questions still coming in. So we can we can take pick those up a bit later on. So don't worry, this isn't the end of that topic. I will be grilling Mahanid again. Mm, I'm um, here. I'm he's here. here. <laughs> You're here for the questions. Um, the other story that I'm very excited about, mainly because I really want them to start developing the Jebel Ali Palm, basically, because I want a house on the palm and I can't afford one at the moment. And I figured that if they build a, you know, if you build on another great big peninsula, then yeah. I might be in with a chance. And and the, it, it looks like maybe there might be a possibility. There was a hint. Basically, Nikhil's unveiled a massive rebranding. Do you think that that's the direction that we're going with this rebrand? I, I also heard uh, rumors that this is true. Uh, I mean, Nikhil has uh, is and will always be one of the major players in the Dubai market. Um, I'm not. I would not be surprised if we hear positive news about uh, the Jabal Ali Palm. Uh, being launched again with a very exciting uh, uh, new master plan um, that fits, uh, you know, the the vision of Dubai and the urban plan of 2040. So yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see what's going to happen. Wait and see. I think we've heard the news recently about uh, Dera, yeah. uh, the relaunch of the Dera uh, Palm with with a different, you know, uh, master plan. I won't be surprised if they come back with very positive news in Jabal Ali. That's very that's very <laughs> exciting. Uh, yeah, because, of course, Deira Islands are now called Dubai Islands. Um, and they've got this new logo, which it's the happiness is no one thing campaign, which they've been launching around Dubai. Um, and yes, rumours that the uh, status of other previously frozen projects uh, yeah. might be unfrozen is expected very soon. There was that story in the Financial Times about three weeks ago where strong suggestions were made that, uh, that the Jebel Ali Palm might be restarted. Yeah, I think this is part of what we're witnessing now. The whole world is, you know, going through different levels of crisis and Dubai is emerging as a safe haven, as the, you know, the best 
choice for people to migrate, to settle down. Uh, and um, this is why we're seeing a lot of projects coming back to life. Um, the most recent news I've heard was about also the Dubai Pearl project, uh, which is at the entrance of uh, the Palm. Yes. Dubai Properties acquired that whole uh, plot. So uh, we're going to hear very soon about exciting uh, news uh, there. And I know a lot of people will be happy to see that area being developed again. I hadn't seen that story. Is that is yeah. that breaking? Maybe, maybe we'll cover it next week. <laughs> is that breaking news from you? I think that might be breaking yeah. news from you. I pass that on a regular basis, and it's such an yeah. eyesore yeah. at the moment. That well, that's yeah. a huge. I mean, that's huge. News. And it's great news because, as you know, Dubai Properties and Miraz—they're part of Dubai Holding. They're by far the you know the, for me personally uh, the most credible uh, master developers, and they have the largest land bank. I would say maybe in the UAE, not just in Dubai. So. Uh, uh, the news when the news came out or when I heard about it it was very exciting because they're in charge of some of the most exciting projects in uh, in the city of Dubai and they're Absolutely. in charge of shaping uh, the future of Dubai from a real estate and urban point of view Oh my goodness well that is very oddly enough I drove past it recently I saw new signs on it saying Dubai Pearl and I thought that I'm sure they weren't there I'm sure they weren't there before <laughs> so maybe this explains it well that yeah. is good news I'd be fascinated to know what the deal is with there because obviously those buildings have been up for a good sort of 5 to 10 years do you know about construction? Do they have to be knocked down and then rebuilt again? Well, it depends on the, the contractor and the consultant on the project. If they've had the, you know, the provisions to you know, preserve the uh, substructure of the project, yes, it could still be revived and used. But uh, I don't think Dubai Properties will keep it as is. I'm sure they're going to come up with something fascinating as they always you know, do. Well, it is a very <laughs> iconic spot it at is. the base of the palm there. So yeah. uh, the pressure is on for them to come up with something clever. Yeah. Certainly the building that's halfway up the palm, you know, the one with uh, Sushi Samba in yes. it. I don't know the name of the building. I just know <laughs> the restaurant is absolutely staggering. The views you get yeah, up there at the, the palm are literally extraordinary. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dubai's most expensive townhouse has been sold for 35.5 million dirhams. It's on Jumeirah Bay Island, offering views of the Arabian Gulf on one side and the city's famed skyline on the other not bad five bedroom 4558 square foot townhouse uh, most expensive to be sold in dubai we seem to be hitting these an awful lot these uh these records don't uh, we uh, yes and this is again this is from uh, miras uh, so congrats to them they they keep building uh, amazing projects that attract uh, big very, numbers yeah big numbers <laughs> uh, but again i think today we have a very exciting guest with us he's going to give us more insights about the numbers uh, so far in 2022 which is proving to be a record year. Uh, every month we're uh, hitting uh, new high numbers and the quality of the buyers as well matters. Um, maybe we have less number of transactions, but higher value uh, in terms of the transaction uh, size, uh, which is an indication that Dubai is attracting uh, higher caliber or wealthier people to come and settle down here. And this story just proves that. <laughs> yeah, people like you and me, if you're listening, we are that higher caliber of person. Yes, all of us. <laughs> this is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there, welcome back. Yes, you are listening to Property Today. And I have not one, but two guests in the studio. First up, I have kept Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, in the studio. Still here, still here. <laughs> yeah. General Orange. Oracle of all things property. I'm going to look up Oracle so I know exactly what it means. Yes. Uh, he is warming up to take your questions. But first, he's brought a guest in with him today. I'm so excited uh, to introduce this guest uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, one, because I personally uh, uh, always believe that any decision must be fact-based. 
and must be based on reliable data. And the second reason is because um, the company I manage as a CEO, and I've been doing this for over 20 years now, we've been strategic partners with this company, and they're brilliant, to say the least. So I'm so, so excited to introduce uh, Zan uh, Johenki. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Perfect. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the COO of uh, Property Monitor, uh, which, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, for me personally, and for many in, in, in professionals in the industry, the most reliable uh, data provider in the market. So uh, ah, welcome well, to welcome. the show. <laughs> I'll take that introduction and run with it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you very much us. for coming. I, I tried. I, I, I tried to bribe him to come on the show. You know, because I know he's very busy. Did and, you offer uh, him a coffee? That's all uh, we have as bribery. Yeah, I, I'll offer him anything if he keeps coming to the yeah. show because <laughs> because you know everything boils down to the data. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to start by saying, uh, if you can just tell us, uh, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm very, a big fan and you keep providing us with all the data uh, out there. But um, how important is data for all stakeholders? You know, people who are listening, uh, who want to buy a property, who want to sell the property, people who want to rent uh, for people who want to buy a plot and build it for developers who are listening. How important is data? It's at the pinnacle sort of everything. I mean, data transparency, transparency in any market, especially one like Dubai that's emerging. It's one of those things that you must have with transparency comes comfort. It reduces risk, right? One of the reasons I think we've never seen a lot of the big pension funds and hedge funds and those sort of things come into the market here is because historically, it's been a little opaque. There hasn't been a lot of data there, but more and more is being made available. Dubai Land Department has done a huge thing with now adding HRE data and other things. So we ingest all this data, we clean it up, and then we present Present it back in a completely unbiased way to all of our, our, our stakeholders, our users. Yeah. Mahan and his team have been using us for, for, I think, from the beginning. Yeah, from day yeah. one. And I have to say something, uh, Georgia. Honestly, uh, I've been reading, I love reading, uh, and I've been reading every single report that gets published about real estate Proper locally, geek. regionally. And yeah, I'm, I'm a real estate Property geek. geek. Yeah. So, so I've been reading all these reports. And I can now depict if a report is being published with a subjective, uh, you know, agenda or a message, hidden message. Um, And I get worried because a lot of people make their life, you know, changing decisions based on these reports. But honestly, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, I'm very grateful that we have a company like Property Monitor that is super objective Mm. uh, about the data they offer. And they present it in a beautiful manner. Honestly, the data that the way you presented, uh, Zan, is, is so easy to digest. Even uh, like a 10-year-old will, will be able to get uh, the information or can make really informed decisions. And that's what matters the most when you want to uh, make such a big decision. Buying a yeah. property is the biggest, biggest decision you make in your life. You have to make it based on reliable data. Yeah, you're always saying, go back to the maths, go back to the maths. Exactly. So, so Zan, the data that you've been getting at the moment, I know that one of the things that we want to focus on today is, is the movement of the market Correct. back to off plan. Is that yep. right? And we have the man here to tell us more about it, the trends, what's mm-hmm. happening there. So <laughs> it, if we go back to sort of the bottom of the market, right, when the market bottomed out and then we recovered, right? So that recovered really heavily. So November 2020 is when we bottomed out. Yes, and then we started to see the market recover from there. What did it recover with? It recovered predominantly with villas and townhouses in mature areas, Correct. completed properties. So yeah. that's where we started. That went on a nice long run, say six to nine months, where that really carried the market. That drove the recovery for us. And then if you look at market cycles, when the market's bottomed out and when it's proven that it's bottomed out and it swings up, developers start building again. 
And then more and more developers come on the market and we go from a recovery phase into an expansion phase. Right now, we are clearly in an expansion phase. So you've had more and more developers come into the market. Um, this year, year to date, we've had 30,000 new properties off plan come to market for sales. So that's wow. new inventory coming in today, not handovers. That's what's available new. for sale today from developers. And if we break that down and look where it's been happening, most has been apartments, but there's been a big uptick in villas. Obviously, as a response to where the demand's been, developers have gotten smart they've gone right what's selling and they saw where the recovery came from and then they've started to build towards those so thirty thousand units coming into the market that's huge if we look at the price points they're coming in it also starts to tell a really interesting story right the ultra luxury segment we just in the headlines we're talking about yes, it, the, the highest ever townhouse that sold for 35 million mm-hmm. we had the highest of a villa sell last, uh, for 302 million last month correct right which <laughs> That's a record that's been broken three times this year. <laughs> Before that, I think it was 165 yeah. million. Wow. wow. So huge numbers. But now there's been this big build towards the ultra luxury segment. Quick definition for people listening. We're defining ultra luxury as the 97th percentile on a price per square foot basis. So not – I don't like the term prime because prime is more of a location. Like yes. you say Palm Jumeirah is prime. Correct. But there are – inexpensive or more affordable studios there and then there are some massive luxury villas so we look at it as a percentile basis there's been developers building in that high price per square foot range you've just had a couple come on with projects i mean Nikhil has come on with uh, at the entrance to the palm what was going to be palm gateway now palm towers or those those three that come on there where the metro starts you're looking at in the three thousand plus per square foot for an apartment whoa right three thousand four thousand that's insane you've got peninsula by select around the same in the mid 3000s in Business Bay and then you've even got Azizi coming on with something that's close to 4000 dirhams a square wow. foot. Wow. Yeah. My goodness me, but, they but really are But this is where the market is heading towards, yeah. you know, the high-end uh, ultra luxury, as you call it, uh, properties. I want to shift a little bit for the sake of the listeners. Uh, most people, uh, Zan, when they want to buy a property nowadays, and this is a very common mistake, uh, they tend to go to the portals they go to property portals where listings are there and they just look at the data there and they make their decision based on that, which for me is a huge mistake because the data there is misleading. Most of the properties there are overpriced because, you know, people want to leave a margin for bargaining. Yeah. Um, a lot of brokers, they, they come up with something called the comparative market analysis, you know, the CMA, and they present it to their clients relying on the data of the portals, which I believe is a huge mistake. My question to you is, how are you different? I know, I know the answer, but can you please explain to people what kind of data you offer and how segmented it is and how detailed it can, it can get? Yeah. So if we look, I mean, listings are one point. Someone can list on the market for whatever they want to list it at. doesn't mean it's going to sell at that price. Correct. There's this whole journey through. So we don't, just don't take the listing data. We take what, what comes next. And normally that's an SPR and MOU. So we've got pending sales data that we look at. And that's submitted from our users. So we have a huge data set there. What comes after that? If there's a mortgage on the property, there's going to be a valuation. So we've yes. got a plethora of valuation data as well. And then what comes is the actual transaction, the registration at land department. So we're able to go through those multiple data points. We get more of a real-time pulse on the market because yeah. a transaction that transfers today probably started and had that meeting in the minds and the contract signed six, eight, 
weeks ago, maybe even three months ago. Yep. So we've got all these data points all the way through. So when you've got, say, a, a broker using our system and they're doing their, their CMA, the comparative market analysis, they're not just looking at the portals. That's fine to have that. That's what they're competing yep. with on the market. But what's sold? Right? What's in contract and what Actual are they being valued transactions for? Actual transactions. Yep. Exactly. I'm going to pause you on that thought because I want to come back to it. We've got Mohanad Alwadir in the studio, the Wolf of Real Estate. And the voice you just heard was Zan Johinki. He is the COO of Property Monitor, the data kings. Let's yes. run with data kings. <laughs> Let's, do this. Let's do this. <laughs> this is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Yes, welcome back. Listening to Property Today. I'm Georgia Tolu, but I'm joined in the studio as ever by Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, here to give us advice, but importantly, also to answer all your questions. Now, uh, every morning when we get Mohanad in the studio, we ask him to specifically look at a certain topic to give us advice. Uh, in the studio as well, sticking with us. Thank you very much, Zan Yohinki, the COO of Property Monitor, the king of data. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Mohanad, what are we looking at in this in this segment now, this 10 minutes? What's your focus for this um, I'm week? I'm going to talk about uh, a very important factor when people want to uh, buy a property or even sell their property. Because a lot of people are now thinking of maybe I should sell my property now because the market is heating up. So, um, I'm going to talk about how you price your property in the right way or how you value a property when you want to buy it. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to just talk about three factors that people must take into consideration to make sure they're making the right decision. And I'm so happy that Zan is still with us because they all rely on the data. King of data. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay, so go for it. So you've got three main things, and this is for people who are looking to buy and people who are looking to sell. Exactly. So uh, look, there's there's an old saying that uh, the value of something is only worth what people are willing to pay for it. So to determine the right value, and this is actually taught, there is um, uh, three methods that people use when they want to... uh, identify the right value of a property. I'm going to try to simplify them as much as possible for the sake of the listeners. Uh, the first one is called the um, um, comparable model or basically how you compare the property to other properties within the same area. Let's say you want to buy a villa at Arabian Ranches. Before making a decision, you have to go there and make sure that you evaluate or compare the, the price that you're offered to buy uh, this villa at compared to other villas that are of the same size, same layout, same condition, same age. Um, and to do that, you need to rely on reliable data. And I think, Zan, you have this data, right? We have this data. And it's, what you're talking about, it's, it's that being able to do an apples to apples comparison. 100%. And sometimes you might have an apple on an orange, and now you've got to adjust to make the apple the orange. So it might have a pool, right? Yep. So now you have to add what that pool's worth to the price of the one that doesn't have one or subtract it from there so that you can use similar properties to then derive what the current market value of one is. Uh, so, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, so you like a fruit salad. You have to figure out the value of the fruit salad. <laughs> but but l- listen, it's very simple. When you want to buy something, just compare it to, uh, if you want to buy an apple, compare it to an, a- another apple of the same color, same you know age, same condition. Um, and my message there is make sure you rely on reliable data, transactional data or valuations uh, reports because it's done by experts who will provide you this uh, data. Don't rely, on, as I mentioned earlier today, on the listings because you will not get the accurate answer there when you want to compare. The second uh, method that people use is called the income model. Basically, this is how you reverse engineer uh, to, to get to the right value of the property. So let's assume right now that I want to buy a property uh, that is uh, renting for 80,000 dirhams uh, a year uh, per annum. 
the fair value if as an investor personally as Mohanad, I will pay maybe a million to a million and a hundred thousand. How did I reach to this conclusion? Because I'm looking for an eight percent, seven to eight percent ROI. You see, that is so much more than in the UK. In the UK, it's five. It's much lower in the center. Yeah. Uh, but in the outer rings in the UK, you can find maybe six, seven. If you go, for example, to student accommodations or elderly homes, you can get higher returns. But uh, my point here is you need to make sure you uh, look at the right rental data as well. And again, Zan is here. They can tell you how they can offer it from Property Monitor. You have actual Ijari. Um, so we, we have the Ijari data in there. We have new and renewal contracts, right? Yeah. So you can see. This is very important as well. Yeah, because when you're looking at a renewal contract, there's limits to how far that value can go up each year, right? Yeah. Which is Thank good. Thank goodness. Yeah, right? Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially but, in this market. But this is an initiative the government did back in 2013. I'm this very was based grateful. On a decree 43 yes. of 2013 yes. to yes. protect tenants. In but, January in particular, we'll be very grateful for that <laughs> when I renew my lease. But, when you're buying a property, it's very important to distinguish between renewals and new contracts. Exactly, because on the new contracts, they can ask for whatever they want. They can get a much higher rent. So if the rental index is saying on a renewal, it can go up 10%, fine. But if that was out in the open market, maybe they'd get an extra, say it's 15% or 20%. Yeah. Right? So you've got tenant protections there. As an investor that's buying something, if you're buying it tenanted, you know that, well, if I'm getting 80000 now, yeah. next year, there's going to be a maximum that's going to be able to go up. You're going to have those increments. If it's untenanted, right, then you could look at... At newer leases that are there. So you have to be able to break it down, what, not just what's renewed, but what's new. Have a look and use both as comparables for the situation. So, so to sum it up, as we always say, you have to do the math. I was going to uh, say, that's uh, complicated make sure, math. Make sure that the income that you're getting, whether it's a renewed contract or a new contract, you have to take both into consideration and then make your decision whether the price offered to you or the value of the property is worth it or not. So right? if you're having to do this on your own, like me, yeah. on my own, yeah. obviously I, I, I'd ring you, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but if, I, if you're doing it on your own, can you get, where can you get advice from on this? Like if you're looking at sort of six different properties, is it best to go in that circumstance through a broker or is it best to get ad- advice from a, from a property consultant? I always uh, recommend that you start by educating yourself first, even before approaching a professional licensed broker, make sure that you educate yourself, yeah. read, research, look for data, um, try to, you know, get a gist of what you're trying to do and then speak to a broker. Because if you're an informed client, you're getting, your chances of getting a better deal are, is higher because yeah. you never know if the broker you deal with is just somebody who wants to close a deal and make commission yeah, uh, of you. Of course. So, uh, and I cannot always blame the brokers. They're trying to, you know, make it's a living job. out of this. Yeah, yeah, but, fair but, uh, res- There are responsible brokers who will, you know, advise you professionally, but not all of them are like that. So my first and most important advice is educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, I just want to jump very quickly to the last uh, method, which is called the cost model uh, or replacement cost model. Basically there, you, ju- you have to, again, uh, work out uh, as an engineer, wear your engineering hat and just look how much is the land cost, how much is going to cost to build this uh, property uh, and how much is the cost of the time. So, for example, I'll just break it down for you very simply. If you're buying a, um, let's say, a villa in Jumeirah Park right now, um, the way to use the cost model is to say the cost of the land there is right now is around 550 to 600 dollars per square foot. The cost of construction will be around between 300 to 400 dollars per square foot. And the cost of building the villa, which typically takes around a year to a year and a half, will cost me this much. The money that I'm investing there will be frozen in this project. If I put it somewhere else, it would have given me X amount of returns. You put all these together and then you reach to a number that will show you that, give you an indication of what the value is. 
Okay. Right? So let's say the plot is 10,000 uh, square feet uh, times uh, 500 uh, dollars a square foot. That's 5 million. If you add to it the cost of construction, let's say you're building a 5,000 square feet villa on it. Uh, multiply that, let's say, by 300 dirhams a square foot, you get 1.5. Okay. So if you put this together right now, it's around six and a half. Yeah. And maybe throw another half a million for the cost of time. Yeah, for the interest rate. Yeah. yeah. So that gives you an idea very quickly, very roughly, by the way, uh, of how much the value based on the cost model is. But again, going back to the king of data, you need the data, right? You need to know what is the cost of the land there. So you need to get the accurate cost of land, not you know, uh, uh, not the one, a guesstimate but, or, yeah, or what it's uh, being marketed what, at. What's being listed on portals or what a broker is trying to push on you or a report published by an agency trying to sell plots there. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to make sure you get the right independent data. Do you find it easy to get the data, Zan? Like, or have you had to really build up your relationships in order to access it? We're probably in business because it is harder to get. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. It's very yeah, hard to get. Because otherwise somebody else would do it, right? <laughs> so there's been data available in Dubai for quite some time. Um, additionally, originally it was like five or six fields of data. And then we'd extrapolate that out with other data sets to go to about 30 fields of data to make it really useful. Yeah. Um, DOD opened up the vault a little bit and put some more information out there, but it still has room to add in other data sets there. Um, and things like Mano was just talking about, like construction costs, right? Having that average construct we can give you totally the plot of land that's an easy one but working at average construction costs and quality that's another one that that takes other data sets relationships with contractors with builders to pull that together correct absolutely fascinating i'm gonna have to stop you it's it's all too good there's too much information coming out of your mouth we're gonna have to have you both back a lot Uh, but thank you very much indeed Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you Uh, zan johinki the ceo of property monitor this is property today on the agenda with morass and dubai properties for the most extensive real estate portfolio in dubai choose morass and dubai properties okay welcome back it is a quick fire session uh property today georgia tolly here mohanad awadir will for real estate in the studio. Oh my goodness, there's so many questions coming in for you. Let's do it. Quick, quick, short answers. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, Hi, I'm Tina. I've got a question for you. I've been given a 12-month eviction notice as my landlord said he's selling the house. I think he's just evicting us so he can get a higher rent uh, because houses in Arabian ranches are renting for far more than we're paying. Can I ask what compensation we might get if he does re-rent the property within two years? From cases that I've uh, witnessed, she can ask for a compensation up to two years worth of the rent she's paying but she has to prove that he re-rented the property after they vacated the property. Okay, how do you prove it? Just, I suppose... Through Ijaris, she can go and just file a case saying, I'm suspecting that he's re-renting it. They can help her there and check at the Rent Dispute Center or at the Ijari department, at the Dwellan department. Lots of questions coming through about this new rule that requires people to register the occupants of their property, whether it's a rented property or a, an owned property in Dubai. Uh, this person says, uh, if one is the owner of a holiday home, how does one register? Holiday homes, they have a specific uh, treatment because they fall not just under the Dubai Land Department, but also the uh, Board of Tourism in Dubai. So I advise them to consult with the Ijari Department at Dubai Land Department. They'll tell them how to do it. Shavir says, if you own lots of properties that you rent, is it up to the owners or the tenants to Ten- register? Ideally tenants, but uh, I advise them to send them a notice uh, with a circular and giving them the deadline to comply. Okay, Warren says, my landlord's given me 12 months notice to move out as he says he's sold his villa, which I know is not true. What can I do if once they've moved out, he rents it for more? 
Wow, this is, this is a bit tricky because he mm. is saying he already sold it. So in this case, the notice should come from the new landlord, not from the old landlord. Ooh. So if it's already sold, maybe it's good news for you, uh, the, the person who's asking. I advise you to communicate with the new landlord and just um, ask him to serve you a notice because then this is a new person asking you to leave the property. They have to serve you a new notice, maybe to use it or they cannot resell it. They just bought it. So I think you're in luck. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good news. So you go to RERA and complain and to they'll the help dispute you. Center, yes. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, you know this re-registering thing, this registering the occupants. What if you live with your girlfriend? Uh, look, I don't think that the whole announcement is about that. The announcement is about making sure that everybody who's in Dubai is in a safe condition. So just go to the REST app, R-E-S-T, which is the official Dubai Land Department uh, app, and they will just register the names. They're not going to ask you what's the relationship, what's happening, all of that. Uh, is are it, you going to get married soon? Uh, 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 yeah, they're not, not going to get into your personal life. Just make sure you register all the occupants, uh, including, by the way, domestic help. Um, I even heard they're saying register pets, everything, you know, just to make sure every Everybody is safe, you know. I love, I love that. In, in fact, I think many girlfriends may use this as an opportunity to get an engagement ring. Yeah. I'm so, like, well, so maybe yeah, department. we should we should say yes. You have to you have to propose. You definitely do. Uh, this person says, "I own my home. I'm the only name on the title deed and the only occupant. Do I need to register?" Yes. Uh, and then, um, oh, Mohammed, I get over half a dozen calls. This is from Ricky from real estate agents. They're really annoying me. I thought it was illegal to make these calls. Um, the Dubai Rest app allows you to add your name to uh, or remove your name from the green list, which means nobody will uh, contact you anymore. And if they do, you can report them and they can get fined up to 50,000 dirhams. And the, uh, where do you report them? To Rera. Okay. Uh, this person's just got in touch saying, I've actually just done it. I've just added my three co-occupants on the Dubai rest app. Sounds quite simple. See? There we go. It's so easy. That, that's good news. Okay, so many more questions coming in, but it's midday. I'm already a minute over. That's yeah. been a bit of a theme for this this week's programme. Yeah. Too much to talk about. Mohamed Awadir, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you. Uh, will you come back next week? Of course. This is I, good news. I won't miss it. I love it. Fantastic. Keep your questions coming. Mohamed's very kindly agreed to answer them uh, on, in his spare time. He'll send you a voice message, Correct. a personal voice message. Yes, I'll do that. So kind. You've been listening to a podcast of Property Today. Make sure you don't miss the next show, which is broadcast live at 11am every Monday, only on the agenda.